EST is sponsored by Pastor Talk by Lifeway. Join host Marty Dern as he interviews pastors, professors, authors, and other ministry practitioners. Pastor Talk gives you tools and encouragement to shepherd your flock well. Subscribe to Pastor Talk in iTunes or your favorite podcatcher or listen online at lifewaypastors.com. Hi, and welcome to EST. If you love the established church, this is the place to have conversations about why the established church matters, how to better serve her, and to hear stories every week about how God is using the church for His glory and our good. The show is hosted each week by Sam Rayner, Josh King, and Micah Fries. We're glad you're here. Well, howdy. Sam, you doing all right? Man, I am doing great. Are you? Is it because, cold where you are? Oh man, yes. Is I'm. It, you know, I'm. I'm on vacation. Right. I, I, for those who are new listeners, I live in Southwest Florida, and it's uh, my Christmas break, my Christmas vacation, post Christmas vacation, and um, here just with family. And it has not been above freezing the entire time that I've been here, which is just almost unbearable. Chilling. I think, you know, we're having a heat snap here in Dallas. We've been 19, 18, which I know for some of our listeners, oh, that's weak. But, you know, for me, that's that's murderous. And so today we're sunny and 46, and it feels like everybody wants to go to the beach. We all just like, it feels amazing. So 46 is awesome. We really like that. But, you know, uh, I hear that the weather's fixing it really bad over like on the East Coast, North Florida. Yeah, they've oh, got a storm. Yeah. They've got a storm coming up their way. So you guys that are listeners up there, you you stay safe, stay warm. Mm-hmm. I am going to go back to Florida, and I'm going to go to the beach. <laughs> well, in Texas, we're going to just keep, you know, pretending like we're dying as we wear our big, thick coats and our shorts, um, because that's <laughs> just how we do it. That's our that's our role. Can you believe this is episode sixty two? This is in, uh, that's a lot of episodes. We've been talking for a long time. Listen, I've got a lot of words, I've got a lot of opinions, and I'm always mm-hmm. glad well, we're I'm, pastors. I'm, I'm glad to share my opinions with people. I'm I'm surprised that uh anyone wants to hear, but I I will gladly throw them out there for the world to hear. And the, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk to you, I I wish Micah could join us on this episode because this is this is really a fascinating dynamic and each pastor kind of deals with it differently. Um, you know, what what are your thoughts on social media and pastors and really kind of the audience that we're speaking to? Of course, now in our day and age with um what President Trump uses social media for, whether it's good or bad. And oh there you album. go. Like just starting yeah. right off the bat like we're gonna talk social media, so you're gonna throw Trump in there. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, it's ratings, it's clickbait. That's what you know <laughs> is that that's what are we gonna tweet out there we talk about Trump. <laughs> We talked about President Trump. Uh, you know, and here, I'll, I'll, here's my honest opinion. I think that uh, his life is going to be honest media. for once. Yeah, I know. Well, it's politics, so most people are. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's fine. I think what he uses social media for his motive, or what he says his motive is, or what his uh, supporters say his motive is. You know, there's there's the media that gives a certain version of President Trump, and then. President Trump would like to speak around the media. That's his point of view. And I'm fine with that. Um, not always in agreement with what he says or, you know, his policies. But other than that, the idea of social media by itself is an immense tool. And so 
I think my thought or my question is, do pastors think through their social media enough, realizing that it's such a powerful tool? Are we thinking through this clearly enough or soberly enough? Do you have any thoughts on social media? No, I don't think most do. And I think a lot of people mm. are against it just to be against it. But being against social media is like being against books. It's, it is. It's right. just a medium. It's just a, a way of communicating. Um, there's mm-hmm. a lot of... uh hatefulness and animosity on Twitter in particular, and then Facebook can be that way too. Um, and just about any platform can, can be that way, but, but so can books for that matter. So can just about anything. Um, so I think, I think pastors should be on social media. I think you should, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm not saying you need to be on every platform that's available, but you, you know, you, I'd say you at least need to be on Facebook interacting with your people, if not Instagram and Twitter as well. Um, right, the top three there. Yeah, I but mean, you I, know the thinking through it because somebody may push back, or I I would push back and say, you know, well, books have editors and books have um, publishers, and there's there's a process typically for most. I'm talking real books, not self published sermon series, but real books. If those are, you know, there's a check and balances. You can't just throw that thing together. Whereas in social media, I mean. Okay, it's well, just, you know, I mean, I'm half asleep and I all just, right. well, there's also water coolers that are out there and people talk around the water cooler. So maybe, maybe Twitter isn't quite like a book. Maybe it's more like the water cooler. Um, mm-hmm. but with 2000 listeners or, you know, in your case, 30,000 or 10,000 or whatever you have. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people. So there's, there's an impact. I get what you're saying though. It's 45,000. Just, just so you know. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Um, and there's a hundred of them that are real, right? A hundred, right? Yeah, a hundred real um, ones that I follow, or that follow. So, me. so how do we? You know, do you have any pastor pet peeves? Pastor social media pet peeves? Without throwing people under the bus, that's not what we're doing. We're just kind of talking. What, yeah, what, negativity. Any- that's a big pet peeve of mine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm, I try to be mainly, you know, nine out of ten. Well, nineteen out of twenty times, ninety nine out of a hundred times, mm-hmm. I try to be positive on social media. Because yeah. it's here's here, when, when people talk social constructive, right? At least yeah, building I mean, up. Like, here's 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 social media for me. Um, you're you're on the street corner and you've got a megaphone in your hand, and and you're screaming into a megaphone at everyone that passes by in a car or on foot or on a bike. That's that's social media. So if I'm going to be on a street corner yelling in a megaphone, I want it to be mainly positive, encouraging, you know, uplifting edifying sort of stuff. Now, you know, there are times we need to be prophetic, certainly have that prophetic voice. If, if you think that your role on Twitter is to be the prophetic voice, then, um, then, then your, your feed's probably a bit too negative though. I, I, yeah, I think just the feeding the negativity, which is somebody's right to do that. I mean, if they want to, I guess free to do that, but it, it's a pet peeve of mine. I, I, I don't think people should be negative on, on social media. And I'm going to block them. Yeah, I think cyn- what is it called? Cynical, being cynical or cynicism. I don't know if I'm saying that word right, but uh, you know, that's so sexy right now and it gets you a lot of followers if you're just constantly critiquing things. And so I think well, people you like know, to, and it's a pit that we all fall people into. Like to look you know? at train wrecks. But you yourself mm-hmm. don't need to be the train wreck. Sure. You know, sure. I mean, people and yeah, I'm not saying I'm, I'm perfect will, at this either. You will build an audience by being negative and cynical and, you know, being mm-hmm. that person. Yes, you can get a lot of people viewing you and looking at you and, you know, you can even build a national platform that way. But do you really want to be the train, the train wreck that everyone stares at? Mm -hmm. Do you really want to be the car accident on the side of the road that everyone's slowing down to rubberneck and and look at? Right. No, you don't want to be that person. 
And see, the reason I bring this up is because it's it's both personal and then just also things that I'm seeing out there is that I'm really wrestling through what is my approach? Who am I speaking to? In fact, that's one of the thoughts that I keep having with my friends or conversations I keep having with my local friends as we actually sit down and talk about these things. And and one of them is like, who are you talking to? Who are you actually speaking to when we speak on Twitter or social media? And, and um, I guess my... Oh, what I'm trying to answer is when I post something about my church, when I post something about my upcoming sermon series or um, an event that's happening at my church, who am I talking to? Am I actually speaking to my church members or the community or am I speaking instead to other pastors? Am I trying to show other pastors how amazing our graphics are or or our sermon series is so much more um, clever, you know, those sort of things. And I think that that's something at least I'm convicted by and something that I want to clear up. And I guess in this new year or, you know, in this next week, I just want to kind of clear that up and not contribute to the problem. Do sure. you see that? Or, you know, is that, yeah, is that something mean, you struggle with or is that just me? Uh, do I struggle with that? No. I mean, I, I, I don't think you do either. Your, your social media, you always have a good encouraging social media. Like I, I like try. following you. There's other people that I just drives me crazy and I just end up blocking them. Um, yeah, well, so, you know, for social media for me is just that it's social. Um, right. you know, I'm, I'm, it may be a very large one. Maybe a lot of people around the water cooler, you know, talking about any given thing. Um, but I want to be the, yeah, the positive voice. And, and there are times when I will be snippy or prophetic but it, it, it's rare and you sometimes i've deleted those posts um mm -hmm. i'm like you know what that that's uncalled for and i just go back and i delete them um but i try to be more positive have you ever been, have you ever been called out on a social media post anybody say oh, hey oh okay. yeah yeah i mean i've been i've been like, called who out was that? not not the details but was it somebody close or was it you know you know how okay, did that go okay so here's a really good example and i won't name names but i'll give you the particular case mm -hmm. um you know we went through a very difficult time uh at our church with hurricane irma it wasn't a direct hit no one died but you know a lot of damage in our community and it was just a tough time recovering from that we're fine now everything's all right i am still dealing with my stinking insurance company in fact believe believe it or not as we were just recording this i got another email from them about how they're still processing my, my claim months later wow and so wow. I put a little tweet out there and a little something on Facebook about how um, I I managed to get all of my bills on time from my insurance company, um, and and they seem to want my money very quickly, but they can't seem to process my claim very quickly, and they keep talking about how busy they are and how you know they've got they've been swamped with claims, but yet you know when they want my money, it goes out. It, you know the bills yeah. come. Right on time every month. Mm -hmm. um, so I put a little something out there about that, and and there was a, a local insurance agent who's a friend of mine who um, sent me a private message and said, you know, probably not the best way to be an example in your community. <laughs> was, I'll give this person credit. Uh, they they weren't disagreeing with me about you know what I was saying. They were just like, hey. Um, those of us who are insurance agents, we hear you mm -hmm. and it, what's going on is wrong, but do you really want that to be on your Facebook page? And I wrote him back and I said, you know what? You are, you are exactly right. I'm going to take that down. Um, I'm still yeah. mad at the insurance company. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm, I'm, I still think mm -hmm. I've been lighted, but, mm -hmm. but social media wasn't the place to do that. So I took it off Facebook. Yeah. 
And I was just, I, you know, and I thought, you know what, that's not the message that I want to send my church, my community, the people around me. Um, right. So, um, yeah, there's an example of me getting called out. That's, certainly it's hmm. happened. And, you know, there is, if you listen to people around you and if there's accountability around you, they can be helpful at times. Yeah. Happened to me too. I, uh, I was being critical of something I see in pastoring, something that a lot of people do or a lot of pastors do. And I, I still feel that it, I was, it was fine thing to say as far as I'm a pastor and I'm speaking about pastoring, that sort of thing. I, I don't really like, um, subtweeting. Like I think if you're going to call somebody, I'll just go ahead and call them out. And also I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. If it's a public persona that, you know, um, is using their Twitter to push a certain agenda or to do something, then calling them out on Twitter is not wrong. I don't feel, I mean, that that's fine to do, but go ahead and call them out and say, I disagree with that stance or something like that. You never want to villainize somebody, but you could say, I disagree with the stance or the idea that, you know, whatever. So, but I didn't do that. I kind of, I said this thing, this practice that pastors do, I think is wrong. And I think it, it, it affects our integrity. Well, a guy, a local pastor actually calls me who he and I don't talk regularly, but we're close enough that we have each other's personal cell phones. And, and he called me and was like, look, are you, are you talking about me? And I was like, you know, I wasn't talking about you, just you, but yeah, the, 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 the stuff you were pushing out, that's what I was, that was actually what I was being critical of. And I had three or four other reasons why I posted that thing, but it was including him. So we had a good, long, heart-to-heart -heart conversation on it. I ended up deleting the tweet because I felt, uh, uh, you know, bottom line is I just felt like I don't ever want to be hurtful to anybody. And so even if I'm trying as hard as I can to be critical of the thing and not the person, if it becomes hurtful to the person, then I want to delete it. And so I did. But I really, I don't know, that was a good experience in my life. That was a fun, I want to, I want to say fun. Um, it was a developmental time where he yeah. and I kind of actually had a heart to heart. We actually grew closer through that conversation. Uh, well, that's a good, that's a good person who called you. On I mean, that's somebody who, um, clearly has a genuine intent. Um, right. Life. I think that's healthy. You know that's helpful. I mean, that, 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 that ended up being a good thing. Sure. And you know, the other thing, one of the other things that I'm real personally kind of convicted about is, um, I want to make sure there's, oh, how do I say this? You just, if you're bragging about your church in some way that is encouraging to the church, that's 100% fine, of course. That's good. Mm -hmm. Be encouraging, edifying to the church. But sometimes I think that a lot of ministers or pastors post things that are more braggadocious to, to other pastors. Look at my church. Look at what we did. Look at these kind of things. We're, we're kind of rolling. Out. And I personally have done that in the past. I'm not at you know, West Bradenton or, um, Brainerd or, or, you know, these, these, these large, very nice churches. Um, uh, but in a lot of circles, Saxe church is a large church. I mean, it's considered a decent sized church. And so I post these things and, and I just got under the conviction that if I'm doing that to show off the other side of that coin is that it's hurtful to other people who I don't know, or, and I'm not seeing them. And so, I've gotten real convicted about that and have stopped doing that personally. And I think that's something that I would like to see more people thinking through. Am I wrong? Yeah. Am I off base on that? Or is that kind of crazy? No, you're not off base at all. I, you know, but here's my perspective. I look at it. I, I certainly think that there are 
pastors out there that are bragging on their churches and they're using mm-hmm. social media. Like they pretend, quote unquote, pretend like they're talking to their church, but they're really just trying to build their own platform. And and they, they mm-hmm. use certain events in the life of the church to brag about, you know, basically, look how good I'm pastoring my church. Yeah, that happens. Mm. Uh, but you know what? I never know who that is. Like, I, I've at times, I'll throw things out there myself. Like, you know, we'll have a big day or something amazing will happen. You know, like five people get saved in a day or something like that. And I'm just like, oh, man, mm. I got to get this out there. Like, this is so, this yeah. is exciting. And so every time I see that from another pastor, my perspective is I'm just going to assume that that was great gospel work that happened and that the reason that they're putting it out there is to celebrate. And I just celebrate Mm -hmm. with them. You know, and now are there the pastors out there that it's like every day they're putting something out there like that? Sure. Yeah. But you know what? I'm just Mm going to say it's gospel work. Or it's not true. Like, you know them and that's, yeah, yeah, there's liars. There are plenty of of liars out there too, but, but I'm not, I don't, come on, man. I don't have time to sit around and figure out everyone's motives on social media. I don't have time right. to sit around and figure out, is that claim really true? You, you know, I, I'm just like, if they're celebrating the gospel, I, I, I'm just going to assume that there's genuine intent behind it. All right, their church had, you know, 50% more people today and 100 people got saved. Praise mm. God. I'm going to, you know, like that tweet and and or like that Facebook post and just be like, that's awesome. Because I don't, I, I right. don't know their motives. I don't know their intent. I, I really don't. And, and you know, this is where the negative, like, if you're negative against people like that, I'm just like, just stop. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, yeah. you're just making yourself look bad. I mean, it's, what, you're going to complain that 100 people got saved? Like, you're going to be that person on Facebook? <laughs> you're going to leave that comment? Like, <laughs> some right. pastor posts about all these people getting saved, and you're going to be the one that comes in and says, now, let me yeah. be the prophetic voice here about, you know, your, your right. use of social media. Oh, just celebrate. That's not right. And that's, that's not my, uh, you know, my point is really your motive, like my, right, Josh yeah. King's motive. So why I got, I got I'm with, not, yeah, you're, you're, you're doing, a good you're point being introspective. We should yeah, celebrate when the other people do that. Even if, you know, and here's another thing as far as social media is concerned, even if that other church pastor, et cetera, is not exactly on your quote unquote team. So there's a lot of, you know, very popular pastors out there who will post something and then everybody just kind of ripping them and like they can't ever do anything right. And I'm like, come on, like that's a good, that right there is a good thing. So let's just celebrate on that thing there at least, you know? And so, yeah, um, I'm with you. I think social media predominantly as far as pastors are concerned should be edifying. We've got a, I, I don't know. I think we've got enough profits. Let's, uh, we don't have enough edification. We don't have there are plenty enough. of prophetic voices on mm-hmm. social media. I think, I, pastors, <laughs> I think pastors should be be prophetic voices in their pulpits. And, mm. and, and I say that there's not... This is a good, I, it's a good I, word. I put stuff out there on social media, on the attack, on the offensive. I've done that, and there are times to do that. But man, if you're, if you're always prophetic on social media and never prophetic in the pulpit, you got a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your, your perspective is wrong. You know, and I think that... We need to be extremely um, wise with how we use those sort of things. And so there's just different realms. I'm not going to necessarily, I, I don't know. Here's some of my, my, my objectives. I'm not necessarily going to critique how another pastor does his job, et cetera. Um, one thing that I would, I do think is 
in our current culture when things like evangelicalism, like there's a, there's a mindset of what, you know, I'm a Baptist. I'm at a first Baptist church. There's a mindset of what Baptists think. And people will say that Baptists believe this or evangelicals believe this. So I feel like it's our responsibility on social media. If we have some, any platform to speak as clearly as we can without destroying things and, and say, you know, maybe, maybe it is my job to say, or one of my roles to say, we as Christians who happen to be evangelicals or Baptists don't necessarily all agree with that. And, and we, we agree with these sort of things. You, you see what I'm trying to say there? There is a realm in which I think we have an opportunity to speak out to the larger crowd because other people are talking and they're mischaracterizing. Yeah. And, and I think that's something that I want, but I don't want to talk about Joel Osteen's church, you know? <laughs> And if you're mainly positive, the few times that you are prophetic or more negative, it definitely gets people's attention. So mm-hmm. um, it's even more powerful um, when you use that particular tactic sparingly. But mm-hmm. certainly you, you can do that mm-hmm. on social media. Just just be careful yeah. with how often and who you attack. I mean, I mean, there's some people that just they always get attacked, like Joel Osteen. Like, mm-hmm. does he really need another person to attack him? Um, and no, Seriously. And I'm not, I'm no defender, just for those of you who like want to stop listening to me. He seems like a nice guy. I think he I'd like to have a nice with guy. He seems like a pretty happy guy, but he, mm. there is no He's living his best life. <laughs> there is no, there is no need for me to be out there on social media attacking him. There's just, there's just no. no. Well, hey, you know, you know what one no. of my, you know what one of my big pet peeves on social media is? And this would apply to blogging as well. It's the mm, whole thing. Calling your wife hot. Uh, my wife is. Oh. Hot. So, well, know, I mean, you're allowed to say that, but I mean, we don't need I, to. I, I know that's a whole argument it. about, you know, praising your wife as well. I, but that's not the, we're off topic mm-hmm. now. But you know what? Okay. You yeah. Want? Yeah. Okay. So what's the disclaimer? All what's right. the disclaimer? I, I the people, about? the people that are like, opinions are my own, you know, not reflective <laughs> of my church. Duh. And I just want to be like, <laughs> seriously, seriously. So mm-hmm. if you, if you do something asinine, if if you if you throw something mm-hmm. out there that is just stupid, if you do something mm-hmm. slanderous, it, all of a sudden it's it's like, well, that was on my free time. That that wasn't on mm-hmm. church's time. As if it's going to do anything to protect you. No, you like it's going to help you, right? It's you. You don't get to take your pastor hat off and say, okay, mm-hmm. I'm bl- I'm blogger Sam now. I'm no longer pastor Sam. Mm-hmm. And and I get right, to say right. whatever I want to say. No, no you, you mm-hmm. are always representing the body of Christ. If you got one of those stinking right. disclaimers In on your blog wrong. or on your Twitter bio, take it off because it just makes you right. look like a moron because you're always representing mm-hmm. your church. That, and I, you know, I'm being mm-hmm. heated right now, but yeah. But you, it's a, oh, well, that's yeah, a pet that, it's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. Christ. Always. Yeah. The, uh, you know, the other thing we were talking kind of about, you know, just to bring up Joel's Joel, um, who I again, if he's listening, and why wouldn't he be? He pastors an established church. Uh, if he if he wants to get coffee, I'd love to buy him a cup of coffee. That'd be that'd be quite a fun conversation. But one of the reasons I don't talk about Joel or but you are now um, Grishel, well, n- negatively, okay. I don't prophetically okay. rip Joel all the time. Um, is that he's you know the team thing. Um. I know, you know, we're, we're believers, we're Christians, all that kind of stuff, but I'm a Baptist, you know, in Texas and I pastor an established church. I will be more likely to speak prophetically about my group and who, you know, that sort of thing than trashing the Pope, you know, something like that. Cause that's just, that's not my, 
my team. You know what I mean? And sure. so there, that's just a personal thing where I don't feel like I need to sit there and criticize. Now I'll be, to be transparent, there have been times in my sermons where I'll speak directly to a mindset that's pushed by a popular pastor out there or something like that. But again, that's speaking to my church and I'm, I don't want them to fall into the trap of some popular book that they see or something like that. So, um, I don't know. It's a, there's a lot, a lot to deal with here, you know, on, um, on social media. Any other pet peeves you've got there? <laughs> no, uh, that's the big pet peeve. I will say this though. Everything you put out there on social media is permanent. Just assume that it is permanent. Um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and there are, there, I, I know of even friends of mine who have been quote unquote passed over for positions whether it be a, a pastoring position or another position simply because of their reputation on social media. So wow, you have to be very careful what you put out there, assume that it is permanent. And there are way more people that are watching and listening to you than you realize. Um, even oh, yeah. outside a of lot your, more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even those outside of your church, outside of your circles, if you are one of those people that is kind of like um, in, in a group and you are, fiercely in a group and you're often on the attack on behalf of that group, there are plenty of other people that are watching you and they know who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, and, mm -hmm. and, and it's permanent and, and you can, the th crazy thing is like, you can build this reputation on social media that is completely detached from who you really are. And that's right. That's mm -hmm. not healthy at all. Um, so I'd mm -hmm. encourage you to, yeah, Everything's permanent. You just assume it's permanent. Even if you delete the tweet, it, it, someone's got a screenshot of it. Um, and then please be yourself. You know, just let your own personality shine through. Don't try to be somebody else. Don't, mm -hmm. don't feel like you've always got to be, you know, doing the same thing like in this group that this particular group is doing. Um, sure. you, you know, I, and, and don't post in the heat of the moment. <laughs> I guess mm. I can be guilty of that. Um, right. Which is, if, you know, that's also like a temptation where we feel as pastors, we have to contribute to the global conversation at all times and, and, you know, throw something out there about something. And that's where you get these pray for whatever, uh, you know, every time there's some sort of um, disaster or, or bad thing, everybody starts posting pray for such and such, such and such, you know, and it's a little disingenuous. And on the other side of that, even just contributing your conversation to well, here's what I think about the nuclear situation in North Korea. Oh, that's, that's okay. I mean, like, why do you feel like you have to talk about that? Like, um, I think we just kind of muddy the waters. And as pastors on social media, we end up looking foolish when we just, th yeah. we're vomiting these opinions that, well, you know, with the pray know, for thing, I, I've, I've done that many times, but here's the thing before I post, I, I, I take a moment. I, I don't know how long it is. You know, it's one, two, three, four, five minutes and I pray. I actually mm -hmm. take that time to pray before I post. And so I feel mm -hmm. maybe that's just me, but I feel a little better about putting that out there. You know, I don't know, dude, that sounds a little legalistic. You sound like a Pharisee to me right now. Well, you know, I'm just I've, kidding. I've certainly been called. I'm about to tweet you. I'm about to subtweet you. Sam, <laughs> people who post, people who pray before they post prayers. Yeah. I, I kind of stick to the things that I relate to. So, you know, um, or that I, uh, you know, as a Texas pastor, when the hurricane hit Houston and we're down there serving, we've got people down there and family down there and things like that. That's something that uh, and the tornado that hit uh, 
you know, three or four Christmases ago here in Dallas. Those are things that I'm going to speak to. Now, when the tornado or hurricane hit Florida, that's something I'm going to pray with and help send relief and things like that. But I'm not going to stand up and try to, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like my motivation would be trying to get clicks or likes on mine instead of directing the attention where it needs to be. Yeah. That's just, that's me searching my own heart. That's what I'm doing here. And and that's you do have to search your own motives and your, you know, examine yourself as the Bible says, Mm -hmm. I I, I pretty much just stick to things that emotionally move me. So there, there are times when, you know, something happens and I read an article about something and I'm like, man, this, you know, we do need to pray for this. And it could be something that I'm completely detached from. It's nothing local. It's nothing that's even within close proximity to where I am in Southwest Florida, but nothing is in close proximity to me in Southwest Florida. So, Mm. um, you know, everything's far away, but, um, there's gators. There are a lot of gators. Hey, do you, yeah. So you you know, think differently about your social, like, do you approach Facebook different than Twitter? Absolutely. Oh yeah. So what is that mindset? Good distinction. So we, we can, we can kind of end with this. So Facebook to me is, I have a lot more church member interaction, particularly those 40 to 65 on Facebook, mm-hmm. tons more uh, church member interaction, mainly church member church member interaction. So the things that I post on Facebook are different than the things that I post on Twitter. Twitter is mm-hmm. more of a news source for me, like what's happening in the world right now. Um, sometimes that's actual news media that's putting that out. Other times it's people that are just I just follow because I I'm, they have interesting things to say. So I am, hmm. I, Facebook way more geographically tied to my particular location, um, and my own church. Twitter, I don't have, I have some church members that I interact with on Twitter, um, but v- vastly fewer, um, yeah, than on Facebook. I'm with you almost the same demographics too, but on Twitter, it's more, I think of that almost professionally network, like as yes. pastors, it just feels like most pastors are on Twitter and they'll, and they'll, it's kind of like I go into Twitter to just kind of hang out with all these hundreds of pastors that I know, you know, or I don't know them, but I'm somewhat connected on Twitter. And so we'll kind of, but then I go over to Facebook and I'll be honest with you, 90% of what I do on Facebook is actually in my church's closed group. That's where I'm doing the majority of the, the conversing and the back and forth and the, and the, yeah. we do live videos every Wednesday and we just post that in the group. It's not out there because I'm talking mainly to my church on Facebook. Like you're saying they're in a group, which is real controlled and helpful. So most, I don't most know, maybe interacts through Facebook. it's another way to think through it. And, mm-hmm. and then Instagram, you know, that's more, I, I get more student interaction on, on Instagram and I have one yeah. friend, I don't even know what you call them on Snapchat, but I have one connection on Snapchat. I'm not young enough to be on Snapchat. And, and that's I, my um, brother, Art. Art and I are on Snapchat together. And my kids, my seven-year-old and my five-year-old, absolutely love Snapchat. But obviously, I'm not going to let them have their own account. So we send right. Uncle Art crazy videos on Snapchat. <laughs> and uh, my I, wife found some sort of chat thing for our kids, and so the whole family's on this chat thing. Um, it's a, just a blocked, closed circuit little chat thing uh, that my kids do. So I don't know. But yeah, but I, I'm good stuff. I haven't quite figured out Snapchat yet. You know, it's just, uh, it's just Uncle Art right now with, with my Those kiddos. whippersnappers. That's how Instagram <laughs> is. The young ones are on that. I like Instagram. I'm, I thought, it's okay. I, I mean, it's a little showy pictures. because it's, it's wired in there to be showy. Oh man, I follow these great accounts from Dallas that take these 
skyline pictures all the time. I just love it. I, and I, um, I do the but same anyways. thing in Florida. There's some great, great yeah. Florida accounts. Um, and if and if you live in the north, you should follow all those great Florida accounts. It'll make you feel very mm, badly about yeah. not having a nice warm beach this time of year. I just wish I could retweet it or re insta it. There's some there's some other apps that can let you do that. I don't want I, I barely want that app. In fact, I'll tell you something, and we're over time, but you know, it's our podcast, like I said. We um and, and Micah's not here I, to keep us reined in. Yeah. Yeah, take that, Mike. No, um, we love Mike. The uh I uh I actually deleted Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram off of my phone. A, my battery life went through the roof. It's awesome. B, I, I spend way less time on it because uh, it's just not as conducive. Like you can go to the you go to the browser and go to those websites, and it's uh it's if functional, but it's not as great. And then I use Hootsuite to keep up with the EST account and my Twitter account and stuff like that. Um, and so I don't know that that's. You know, maybe if you're one of those people like myself, it's like, man, I'm on this way too much. Then um, delete it off your phone and then uh, just kind of use the hobbled version. Works well for me, but other people have better self-control than I do. Yeah, I don't have very much self-control. And we'll just leave it at that because we're over time. Okay. Well, if you are on social media, then make sure that you're following, tweeting, reviewing, Instagramming, whatever. Um, the I don't think we're on Instagram. Yes, he's not on Instagram, but... You are, so tell all your Instagram tweeters that you love to follow the ESTs on... I should stop, you know, talking like this because I'm going to say something wrong. So, um, anyway, do all that. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. You've been listening to EST, a discussion for the established church. Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, as well as subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for listening. Support for EST is provided by Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. The mission at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary is to glorify the Lord Jesus Christ by equipping students to serve the church and fulfill the Great Commission. The school is located in Wake Forest, North Carolina, and offers more than 40 different degree programs ranging from Associate of Divinity to Doctor of Philosophy. With more than 3,400 students enrolled, Southeastern trains future and current ministry leaders to lead effectively, study the Word diligently, and preach the gospel unashamedly. Learn more about Southeastern by visiting www.sebts.edu. And come check out our campus to see how you can join the Southeastern family and learn how to go to reach your community, your nation, and your world. Wherever you're going, Southeastern will help you get there.